As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Apple just released some new emojis. Uh, there are some good ones, like the uh, beans emoji. So you could ask someone, what do you want for dinner over text and just put the beans emoji? Question mark. Beans? Question mark. You know, technology has really helped us connect. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, March 23rd. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, alongside me as always, Tass Mellis. Good day, everybody. What's up, Tass? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy, Ribbon Dem Lips, Trey Kirby. Hey yo. Hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Ah, finally making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Oh, uh, hello, hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hopefully, the stream team <laughs> is joining us live right now. We're not sure. YouTube's acting a fool right now. Half the people in the stream team are saying it's working. The other half are saying it's not. They're tried refreshing. It's still not working. Uh, what, uh, 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 what are we doing here? What are we to do? You seem to be looking at me, and I have no answer. I am looking at you. You well, got no idea. I'm, I, I'm looking at an error message. Oh, that's not good. But then we got people who say they can see us, so... It's working. Uh, Swish Rivera. Finally, it's working. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. 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 It's working for Sam <laughs> Ding. Sam Ding. We're two for two. Ding. All right. Okay. Oh, Ooh, steel power. Still getting nothing. Okay. Uh, at this point, we're just got to power through it. Yeah. Uh, go listen to the podcast if it's not working on YouTube. Uh, but please, like, subscribe, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're going to hit the beach later today. Got some good cues. We'll dip our toes in the sand and answer those a little bit later. And make sure you check out yesterday's brand new No Breaks episode. Ferrari is back. Yes, indeed. We had Trey and Graydon breaking down Sunday's race and looking forward to the F1 season here. And 
even trying pumpernickel toast <laughs> on the stream. So uh, yeah, that's right. You you got seemed a little dry to you guys. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be a pumpernickel pal going <laughs> forward. But like I said on the show, like if I'm ever at brunch with Graydon and there is a pumpernickel toast available, 100%, I'm ordering it for the for, bit. For the bit. For yeah, sure. For, for Toto sure. Wolf and the yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah, for Toto. He, uh, he always keeps track. And there was some like confusion. It was sort of my doing of where that show was living. We thought we'd have the new No Breaks YouTube feed up. It and it, it, it's there, but we have to like some for some reason. YouTube's like you can't go live for twenty four right. hours. Yeah. After hey, who do you think you are? What a, what a Just weird arrived on the block is. and you want to go live? Yeah, it's very strange. So anyway, yeah, that lived on the No Dunks YouTube feed. Also, we're still working on the podcast feed. It's out there. Just search for No it's Breaks, there. and it's, it's a great there. podcast. I listened to it yesterday, and it was uh, it was blessed. It's where? Sorry, it's on the No Bus feed. I mean, no bus? No, no, now no, you're really no messing feed. things up. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the no breaks feed. Well, there's a no breaks feed. So where, it, what do you... <laughs> <laughs> we uploaded the video post haste. You couldn't watch it live on the yeah. no breaks, but it's there now. It's and I'm going to drop People the link here in the stream team so, to get our subscribers up on this thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where only 50% of people might be able to see <laughs> Yes, that. yes, yes. It's yeah. a house of cards. We, we are fucking killing it today. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we're hitting the beach a little bit later, but let's start with the games. Only four on last night. Task, get us started, man. Trey Young going into MSG. It's an amazing place to watch a basketball game. Mm, he enjoys playing there. Yeah, dropped 45 as the Hawks. Beat the Knicks 117-111. What do you think? Yeah, Trey Young back for the first time since what happened last year in the postseason. You remember, he was bowing in front of MSG. He was telling him to shush. And so a 10-12 matchup here late in March that couldn't have been scheduled any better. That, that was the best 10-12 matchup in NBA history. Mark it down! (laughs) It was phenomenal. Uh, Yeah, him back there. He dropped 45. This team uh, with the Atlanta Hawks, they just need their backs against the wall desperately Mm. because the Knicks held... They were playing extremely well Mm -hmm. for the New York Knicks without Julius Randle. They're up three late in the fourth quarter, and this is when Trey Young thrives. He buried his 7-3 to tie the game up. Then he set up Bogdan Bogdanovich, who had a beautiful night for himself. He had a three. DeAndre Hunter then hit a three. Then Trey broke Taj Gibson's ankles. Poor Taj out on the perimeter. It's like AI doing old MJ. Sorry, MJ. But, it, you know, it was that sort of vibe. There, Those two men just standing way up top. What's What do you think is going to happen? It's, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. He broke his ankles. They go on that run, uh, and all of a sudden it's 113-105. Good night, Irene. I mean, that's that's where the game finished. This Hawks team still can't play defense all that well. They allowed a Knicks team that, you know, isn't isn't a, gr- a great scoring team to score a ton of points. But I think the Hawks will be good for a couple great play-in games. <laughs> and they they did get the bravado going. Obviously, Trey Young feeling good in MSG. We had Clint Capella, nice finger wag on an Obi Toppin mm-hmm. Blanc, uh, feeling pretty good. Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I think. Uh, is playing his best basketball. Yeah. Remember last year, he he was injured in the postseason, so that's good for them going into the playoffs. Their defense, again, still not good, but Bogdan had 32 points, ended the game on a 24-6 run. And yeah, Trey Young on the, the MSG floor that I wasn't excited about their City Edition jerseys, the all-black, but maybe it's because MSG, the spotlight lighting, the black floor, the logos with the black floor, it looked pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And Trey Young feeling so, so good. Uh, he put up 
the L with the hand, the L with the hand going <laughs> yep. up to a, a courtside fan uh, who was talking junk to him. And I think we have the clip here, JD. Hey, <laughs> he told him to hold that L. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., the, uh, the the correspondent for the Daily Show, there with the the courtside video that was going viral, because Trey just lives in MSG. It is his second home court. It feels so yeah. good to watch him in MSG again. Doesn't get much better. Ten, twelve. Trey Young dropping forty five. Yes, uh, pretty ordinary end for the game for the Knicks. They led by 10, eight minutes to go, and uh, lost comfortably. And really, honestly, I think the Hawks could have won by more. They had too many open threes in this game. Tom Thibodeau is, is renowned as a defensive mastermind. Either he doesn't tell these guys to rotate, or they just don't listen to him. Because if you watch the Celtics right now, on defense, it looks like they've got six guys on the court. The Knicks on defense, to me, look like they've got three guys on the court. The, the ball moves once, and some guy's out of position, and it's a free shot. Mm-hmm. Offensive rebounds as well, I thought hurt the Hawks. Uh, hurt the Knicks last night. The Hawks just contested. And they weren't. They didn't have the stomach, I didn't think, for the fight. And the fact that Taj Gibson just plays that many minutes, I just don't think is good for the Knicks. It feels <laughs> to me that Tibbs, one of his issues is trusting young guys. And he simply doesn't trust the guys. He goes with the old guys who... Taj Gibson, I respect everything he's done in the league, but he should be a deep rotation player right now at this stage of his career. And, um, you know, it feels like Obi Toppin and Grimes and and McBride, they go out there and they at least try one mistake and they're off and Tibbs just refuses to sort of go back to them again. I think that's the real problem here. There was talk the other day that Tibbs is coming back next season. I wouldn't be all that inspired if I'm the Knicks because I just don't really think he has been able to change. And at this point, the Knicks, look, mathematically, they're still in it. But when you're... when you're They needed last night's win. But when you're throwing around the mathematically, you're not in it, really. You need some yeah. miracle to happen here. And that's... If you're going to lose, I think you've got to be losing with the young guys right now, not with the old guys. Mm. Because Burks, Gibson, those guys probably, I don't know if they'll be on the team or not next season, but they certainly shouldn't be playing the big roles. I know Julius Randle wasn't there last night, but even still, it feels to me Tibbs keeps on losing the same way. And he should at least go down with like, all right, I'm throwing the young guys out there now. And they didn't do that. And again, they blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And and really, if Boggy hits a couple more threes, this one would have been a a double-digit loss, I think, for the Knicks. Uh, Leah's right. Tom Thibodeau needs to apologize to Taj Gibson. Taj played the last 15 yeah. minutes of this yeah. game straight. So, of course, the last two minutes he got his ankles broken by Trey Young, who was just uh, it was feeling it last night. It's too bad the Knicks are only mathematically involved in the play-in <laughs> race here because I would love to see the Hawks versus the Knicks oh, in the play-in yeah. tournament. And then I would love to see the Hawks like realize that the Knicks are coming up on the schedule and just seed home court. We'll play in MSG. Yeah. We're better there anyways. So... <laughs> You know, it's a little concerning, perhaps, that the Hawks needed a fourth-quarter comeback to beat a Knicks team that was playing without their theoretical best player. But you take your wins where you can get them. They are a 500 team right now. And somehow, we saw another buzzer-beating full-court heave. Yeah. Yeah. This one was so crazy that they barely even caught it on the broadcast. The pass by Bogdanovich was super weird. Like, just a, yeah, like a a little bit of a discus toss. uh, And basically right at the rim for Trey Young, who catches it and puts it in. It seemed like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing when Steven Adams and John Morant did it, and then it happened, like, less than a month later. Crazy. 
Yeah, so 117-111, the Hawks win. The Knicks, yeah, they're they're done now. I mean, you're right, mathematically still alive, but <laughs> they had to win this one to still have, like, you know, any prayer that they even sniff this thing. Yeah. Um, but it, it's over. It's a brutal season, disappointing season. I mean, the Hawks had a disappointing season, too. I do wonder, Trey Young, the run he's on right now, uh, has he done enough to sneak, not win MVP <laughs> ah, for you in your preseason pick, but to, uh, to get an all-NBA selection, I think. He, he's going to be, of course, in the running, but will the the Hawks' record sort of hold them out there with all the great guards yeah. in this league? Well, It'll I'm just trying tough. to think automatically of the backcourt. You know, Steph Curry's there, John Morant's there, Devin Booker's there. Uh, Luka, then, Luka, then it's Luka, like, Luka, is yeah. DeRozan a guard? Is yeah, Luka a yeah. guard? I mean, it gets yeah. a little dicey. So, yeah. I, I, the Trey, I think, I, I think because the Hawks have been off the radar for most of the season, it's going to be hard for him to really get in there. Uh, and again, if you, if you are you know, 12th or wherever they they eventually finish. It's tough for him to get in there. But he has been good. He certainly has had uh, a better second half of the season here and been putting up these numbers. I mean, that was, again, that was a pretty easy 45 he put up there mm-hmm. last night. I mean, he shot well uh, and played well, got to the free throw line and did all that. But for what happened in the playoffs last season, I didn't feel at any point the Knicks were like, well, this guy's not going to embarrass us again tonight. And he did. He loves playing there. <laughs> he loves yeah. playing there as much as I love going to MSG yeah. to watch a game. It's a, it's a magical place, as I keep telling you. Yeah, on the other side, Tom Thibodeau doesn't do R.J. Barrett any favors come down in the fourth quarter with Taj Gibson and Mitchell Robinson on the floor just crowding yeah. his space. How is he going to execute coming down the stretch? And he doesn't do any favors for his potential contract extension that's coming up this offseason. I'm very interested to see what the Knicks do with that because – as Trey said, Randall, their theoretical best player, it sure feels like R.J. Barrett has the, the brightest future of this team. For sure. But he's also not featured a ton, and they're not surrounding him with enough shooting. He is a driver. He needs to get in the lane. And unfortunately, in the fourth quarter, when it's a real bogged down Bogdanovich in the lane there for the Knicks, how is he going to get in there? So, yeah, he had a he, he ends up dropping 30 on, on poor shooting percentages. Because they don't have a great team around them. The construction of this team is just not great, unfortunately. Uh, Knicks did not do themselves any favor by shooting uh, 14 for 26 at the free throw yeah. line, too. Need to bring in Lee Ellis as a shooting coach this offseason. Get in there with the guys. I mean, yeah. Barrett was 11 of 17. Got yeah. there a ton, but missed a lot. And then uh, Mitchell Robinson, not his strong suit, 1 of 6. Uh, I mean, Mitchell Robinson, a couple of free throws just look so awful. Yeah. But, um, you know, Switch he- hands, man. Yeah, he may as well. Why not? Uh, because he's just throwing like line drives at the hoop, and it's not even online. It's like to the right. Yeah. Like it's crazy. But uh, he's another guy. He's got to be a part of their future. He should be. He's young and he's athletic. He's a big at both ends of the floor. But I mentioned this before. He doesn't look like he's in shape. Mm-mm. I don't know how he can't be in shape if he's playing these. If he's playing thirty-five minutes as a starter, is he, if he's injured, then maybe they want to rehab him, get him right before he goes out there. Because otherwise. You've got a rim protector who's not really protecting the rim, and he's certainly not catching those lobs that they yeah. need for some easy baskets. So he's a massive... I thought he was a presence inside last night in this game. I mean, at times, at blocks, times. four three steals, defensively yeah. he's active. But, but I think, yeah. again, in the fourth quarter, he didn't look like he had that energy, and mm-hmm. he should. He's a young guy. I mean, he's hey, not man, Taj Gibson. Fourth quarter time, you got to roll with Taj Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Lockdown. <laughs> and Tim said after the game, Fred Katz tweeted about it, he said he would do the same thing and roll with Taj Gibson, and that's exactly <laughs> the problem with this. I think he would. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. He, he won't. Has, he he won't has go. three yes, or two yeah. teams, We like blew it. a 10 point lead, and part of the reason was having a 45 year old guy out there. Instead, he's like, no, I trust that guy to get it done next time. Well, that's the problem with yep. Thibs. Uh, let's keep it going here. Giannis returns 
to Milwaukee's team. Bucks roll to the 126-98 victory over the Bulls. Giannis owns the Chicago Bulls. This one was actually pretty close <laughs> for half of the first quarter. <laughs> Eight minutes in, it was 20-20. Big Vucci, three of three from three, 11 points. I'm thinking, we got all sales a competitive loss here. <laughs> and then the reserves checked in. The next thing you know, huge Bucks run, 23-4 to in about eight minutes of game time, which is really the game was over at that point. The Bulls somehow got within 10 points in the third quarter and still lost by 28. Milwaukee has now won 15 of the last 16 over Chicago, and the one win the Bulls had was when the Bucks shut everybody down because they were already <laughs> locked in <laughs> to their playoff seed. I was not surprised to see the Bulls take an L uh, last night. That's why you gotta beat the Raptors, and that's why the Kings lost. It's so stupid, but this is still interesting because like you said, Skeets, Giannis was back after missing a game over the weekend, and Brooke Lopez got his second start since returning, so this is the first time they've had both of their bigs in the starting lineup since the first game of the season, and instantly the Bucks look like the Bucks again. They just yep. look humongous out there compared to the Bulls. 58 points in the paint for Milwaukee. They dominated the glass, won 53-33, to and the defense was just stifling. Like, Drew Holiday did a great job uh, out on the perimeter, and then the back line is just so big for the Bucks. The Bulls made three shots at the rim in the first half, didn't take their first free throw until 35 seconds left in the first half, and DeMar DeRozan took zero free throw attempts for the first time all season. Wow. This is like the championship defense that we've seen mm -hmm, from yeah. the Bucks. the reason they've been an elite team over the past four seasons, basically. So... If you're the Bucks, even though it was a Bulls team that they've been dominating for four years, you got to feel encouraged because that looked like the Bucks that we're used to. Yeah, Vucci is an undersized big, whereas Brooke Lopez is an oversized big, <laughs> and Giannis is just gigantic as well, and it looked like it was just bully ball. I mean, they just had no yeah. one no one physically even mm -hmm. close to be able to stop those two guys. So, hey, look, Giannis had nine turnovers, if that's anything. <laughs> yep. 25, 17, yeah. 5, and then Got nine the turnovers. Uh, and Tassie's guy, Wesley Matthews, man. Uh, 11 points, four of eight shooting, a couple threes in there. He's still got it defensively, I think, too, like as a perimeter defender. Fights around picks and stuff like that. So It's great for him if he comes back and is able to get to an NBA Finals with this team because he was there pre-championship, missed the championship, uh, had to go join the Lakers for uh, a little run there, and now he's back. And that would be phenomenal for him. He subbed in for Chris Middleton, uh, who right. was out of this game, so they, they missed that, obviously. But I think the Bucks have to be congratulated with how they handled the Brooke Lopez situation. They waited and waited and waited, and look how spry he looks. I mean, he, on the perimeter, even when he gets the ball, he's doing some little spinsy winsies. For this is a seven foot monster. Uh, he looks great. So they've quietly gone about their season. Uh, they have not, you know, tried to win every single game and tried to go be a 60-win team, they're kind of under the radar. They're going to win between 50 and 55 games, and they're the clear favorite because they've got their team back and healthy and uh, ready to go. They are the favorite, uh, no matter where they finish, uh, if it's 1, 2, or 3 in the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, and this game in Milwaukee, though it was a little weird, there was a lot of Bulls fans in attendance, obviously being pretty close, and they were booing Grayson Allen <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because of what had happened with these two teams. It's just funny to see a, a guy in his own building there get booed. Yeah, I mean, I assume Bucks fans were also booing him. <laughs> But I can't confirm that. He did go 0 for 0 from three-point land, so that's probably why they were on him. But, uh, yeah, you know, when, you're, when your highlight is booing an opponent, 
you're probably mathematically eliminated from winning that game, I would have to say. So, you know, kudos to the Bucks. They took it to the Bulls. But, you know, those first eight minutes, mm. those first eight minutes, I'll never Something. forget. Yeah. And, JD, yeah. Uh, if you have it there, throw up the playoff picture because Tass was saying, like, no matter where Milwaukee finishes here in the East, they uh, could be looked at still as the favorites come out of there. Well, right now, as of this morning, they are second. Uh, and when we lose that lower third there, so there they are. They'll be waiting right now if they stay in the number two spot uh, for the winner probably of the Raptors Nets that would be their matchup so not great I guess what I'm getting at we could get Bucks Nets run it back in the first round it's in play uh and Philly yeah dropping to third here but it is very congested yeah and the Bulls stat of not being able to beat the best teams from each conference gets worse and worse after every loss to the Bucks they're all of 16 against the top three in each conference they haven't beat Miami Milwaukee or Philly obviously uh, so, uh, yikes. I'm really rooting for the Celtics right now yeah. to get into the top three because the Bulls beat them once this season. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at least we'll that. see a one yeah. in the W <laughs> column there. Yeah, good point. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, to the West here, we had Jokic and the Nuggets bouncing back with the 127-115 victory over the LA Clippers. What do you got, Lee? Bounce back game, must-win game. We've got to have this one. That's yes. really what it was. All the cliches uh, for the Nuggets because they got pounded at home by the Celtics over the weekend. They needed a good win, and they got it. got a little bit dicey there in the fourth quarter, uh, but the Nuggets pulled it out, and, you know, I was looking at the stats this morning and remember the game against Philadelphia last week it was all the bench they came out and really contributed well the plus minus isn't all that great but I think if you look at just the contributions the Nuggets got from the bench there Bones had another big game yep. coming off with 16 points and uh, Austin Rivers played well I think Boogie Cousins was okay in the short time that he had out there but this is the thing for Michael Malone is you obviously don't have Murray you obviously still don't have Porter he needs to get consistent production out of that second unit and I think that's what really sort of kept them going last night here. Jokic was very, very good. 30 points uh, with his 14 rebounds. He sort of shook it off after what the Celtics did to him. Yeah. Uh, but at game, this kind got close and the Clippers had a chance late, but then uh, Aaron Gordon hit a three and uh, and the Nuggets pull away and they get a comfortable victory. And again, this is just huge for them in the standings because they cannot afford to sort of drop games right now. They're basically in a battle there with the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a one-game lead the Nuggets have, so every single one is a must-win. You know, back to the cliches here uh, because uh, Minnesota's playing so well right now and it's going to be one of those two teams. They're a game and a half back of the Mavericks. They could still get them, but it just feels like the Nuggets more likely going to drop down than rise up just uh, based on the way they've been playing. But Minnesota does have that super tough schedule. So for the Clippers, they're basically locked in the eighth place right now, four and a half games. uh, Excuse me, it's uh, five and a half games back of the Wolves right now and then four up on the Lakers. So they've... They've been stuck in the eighth yeah. spot and they're not moving for and, weeks and, now. Yeah, and and like I think Ty Lue's done a pretty good job considering this oh, season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no Kawhi, obviously. Paul George has missed most of it. They're basically a 500 team. They're two games below right yeah. now. The, he's a good playoff coach. So the Clippers just have to get there and, and maybe they can get out of the playing tournament. But overall, I think Ty Lue, just keeping them in there, has done uh, a very good job this season. Yeah, I went through uh, the Joker's like game log this morning because I was trying to think of like a time this season where he has had a stretch of like two or three bad games in a row. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I mean, he really has like if you look at it, like four bad games all season. Bad games for him, you know, being uh, the MVP uh, of the league and, and possibly winning it back to back. But December first, he had a loss against the Magic. I was usually looking for like a bad game and a loss, of course. He had 18 points. He missed all five of his threes, and he had five turnovers. He followed that up with 32 and 11, shooting 14 and 19 in a huge win against the Knicks. Okay, then he had this is probably his worst stretch. 
late December. <laughs> he's got the holidays on his mind. Yeah. You know, he's worried about what gifts mm-hmm. he's going to be buying. What's he going to be doing for New Year's? So December twenty second, they lost to OKC. He only had thirteen seven and three in twenty five minutes. Yeah, wow. Someone but must have been missing. For he that followed game. that one up with two big beef games over the holidays. If Trey maybe remembers. Now he didn't shoot well in either of those games, so this is probably like his worst stretch. But he had twenty nine twenty one and five versus the Hornets, and then followed that up with twenty six and twenty two and eight versus the Clippers. And then the only other one you brought it up, Lee, Sunday against the Celtics. Great defense. He only had twenty three points on twenty three shots. He only had eight boards last night. 30, 14, 6, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Yeah. It is pretty incredible. I mean, this is the MVP type of level where it's like you have a bad game every once in a blue moon and you don't string together two or three of them. You come back with 30s and 15s and generally in wins too. It's amazing. I guess the Jokic brothers are hard to shop for. He must have been straining over that. What did he get his brothers for Christmas? That's the question. Brass knuckles. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. So, yeah. Tattoos on the knucks. Uh, Do you guys have anything, uh, Trey, to add here or to ask to to the Nuggets' victory there over the Clips last night? Uh, Cool stuff from Bones Highland. I would say four threes, and they all came at, like, important times. You know, the Clippers would be going on a little run, and Bones would knock down a three uh, to kind of settle things down for the Nuggets because they needed a win here coming in having lost four of six with the Timberwolves playing pretty well. Uh, So, I don't know. He gives them a little bit of what Tyrese Maxey gives uh, the 76ers, I think. Just a little pop, a little extra juice, and a little confidence from a younger player. When he's hitting his threes, he's really, really tough to guard because then he gives uh, gets some driving lanes inside as well. The Nuggets will take basically anything from the perimeter with all of the injuries they've dealt with this season. So, to see him kind of seize the opportunity has been nice. Yeah, and he'll be playing in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and I suppose he'll be playing fourth quarter minutes because it doesn't seem like he fades from the spotlight but I don't know if you you go crazy with him and put him in the starting lineup we could get a big bones playoff game though right you could see that yeah and I I think the Clippers are got to be super happy just from their side where they are you do see the the Paul George highlights of him in practice is he coming back? Who the heck knows? But for them to be fighting and to be around 500 without their two best players, essentially for a lot of the season, Ty Lue is a is a master when it comes to uh, the playoffs. So yeah, looking forward. But he likes to get down in series. You can't get mm. down in play in tournaments. You just can't. Or else, <laughs> well, within the game, over, I guess you can. <laughs> I guess. All right, let's get down 20 at halftime, and then we'll come back. Um, yeah, I mean. Do you like the Clippers' chances to still even get into the playoffs? Like, they're probably going to lose the 7-8. Yeah. Well, who knows? They're right, probably yeah. going to lose the 7-8 matchup, be it against the Nuggets, be it against the Wolves, whatever. So then they got one more chance at home to beat, could the be Lakers, the Lakers yeah. in their own barn or uh, or the 10-seeded Pelicans. I Pelican. think they've got a good record against the Lakers this season, okay. I believe. Uh, but yeah, they uh, Minnesota should be able to beat this team. Let, let's assume it is Minnesota. And then they should be able to take down the Lakers. I mean... <laughs> They should be able to, but what a disaster it would be. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's a disaster, like we said, missing like two of their best guys for the majority of the season. I think Paul George will be back. You think so? Yeah. We'll we'll see. Uh, Final game last night Warriors fall to the Magic 94 90. And by doing so, the Suns clinched the first seed in the Pacific. So there you go. Got to hang that banner. Yeah, it's important when you're playing Pirtle, remember. You got to know your divisions. We'll get to that later. Mm. But uh, Franz Wagner. Made uh, three clutch free throws, Lee, with about 12 seconds to go. And then he dunked it yep. on a nice inbounds play. It was still a four-point game, and uh, he scored the final points there. He finished with 18 points on 6-9 shooting. And Wendell Carter Jr. is on a tear. I know no one cares because it's the magic, and none of these games matter for them. He's averaging 20-12-3 since the All-Star break. Yeah. And 
really good numbers like on the season. I think it's like 15 and 10 or something like that, 16 and 10. His usage percentage has gone up after the All-Star break. His true shooting percentage has gone up. Uh, he looks cool as hell in those glasses, <laughs> he in does. those specs. Yeah, yeah. And he's putting up numbers. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's a great win for Orlando here as they jockey there on Tankathon for who's going to have the best chances when it gets to the lottery. But a bad one for the Warriors. And Draymond Green after the game said, I think we're playing soft. I think we're playing stupid. Hmm. We're just not playing good basketball. We're getting pumped. And we're losing a lot of fourth quarters. No disrespect to the Orlando Magic, but they're one of the worst teams in the league. Facts. Yeah, yeah that's Sorry actually, to your grandma, but that's, I'm built different. Yeah. That, that's, actually, that's actually a reasonable no disrespect because they are. They haven't been a, one of the better <laughs> teams, but they did close this game really well. I thought you mentioned the free throws and then that inbound to seal it was incredible. Yeah. Really well played. I don't know if that was how it was drawn up, but he got an open dunk to finish it off. Yeah, Clay got schooled on that. Yeah, he I mean, did. He and, uh, and the Warriors' offense in that fourth quarter, I mean, 16 points alone. Like yeah, they got Seven turnovers yeah, in the final Exactly. Frame? Wiggins hit 1-3, but I mean, Wiggins 5 for 19 from the field. Again, I wanted to ask this. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I can't remember who was doing it here. Any shame in having gone to bat for Andrew Wiggins' all-star starting spot? Oh, I don't think I Because people were championing that here on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, he's been brutal. Well, you're asking me. I guess you were. <laughs> You're not asking anybody. I, I thought it was you. I and got somebody no else. shame, baby. Oh, no shame. You should, because that's Why? a bad looking pick. Now it's, it was bad at the time. He's, he was an all star at the time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, he his teammates since. made him an all star. Yes, I mean, his teammates made him an all star. He was great when Curry was playing and Draymond was healthy, and he is he is worse than he was in Minnesota. For he since is so bad right now. It's bad, and honestly, the Magic I think have a better record than the Warriors since January first. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wendell wow. Carter Jr. <laughs> yeah. Put him in the All-Star game. They've only Retro, won 20 actually. games. Go. Wow. So, yeah. Maybe gonna, since February. Maybe I'm okay, reading this wrong. Okay. Are you going to look back on uh, Andrew Wiggins' all-star, lone All-Star appearance in his career? <laughs> You're calling For it For sure. <laughs> uh, well, unless the, unless the the Warriors are what the Warriors are next year, they he could make it back. But Clay, the, he he, it, was, it was a special situation because Clay hadn't been there all year. So that was a, a drastic mm. problem. And Clay would be the amazing. third All-Star. So he would not make it if Clay was healthy. Uh, which one will you look, you know, more more, more poorly upon? Mo Williams All Star appearance. Remember Mo Williams All Star yeah, yeah. appearance or Andrew Wiggins? Because it's the same scenario. LeBron got him an All Star. Got Mo Williams an All Star appearance. But he didn't Wiggins. start. Is the other part? I mean, I know yeah. that the fan vote comes into play there. Yeah. Anyways, no, I, I'm fine with. He stinks oh, right now. He is averaging 14 points per game post-All-Star break, shooting 38 from the floor, 30 from deep, and 45 from the line. Yeah. And he's oh, afraid. he went up from the line. Yeah, yeah I know. The, he might, yeah, yeah, he went 50% last night. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, as, as, like, you know, the All-Star on this team, like, you wouldn't know it <laughs> at all because he's been brutal. He's been brutal, but, I mean, I think that's kind of... He's been brutal. There's no way around. There's no way around it. He needs Steph and Draymond to be playing perfectly, and he needs to be the fourth guy to succeed here. And he needs to not be scared to shoot free throws, which is a huge problem for uh, for the Warriors. And part of the reason that their offenses look so bad, it's like Kaminga is the only guy right now who can get to the rim yeah. and score. Yeah. And the guy's 19 years old, so that's a huge problem. Maybe a bigger problem though. Clay Thompson is really, really mm-hmm. struggling right now. He had that great 38 point game against the Bucks. Since then, he's 37.5% from the field, taking 20 shots a game. He's really trying to find his rhythm out there. He missed basically, you know, two and a half seasons of basketball, so it feels like he's trying to get two and a half seasons worth of shots back. And the Warriors are going to roll with Clay, but they're going to have to be a little concerned with his role. Like, they need him to be their third best player. Mm. They need him to be able to contribute defensively and to be 
a secondary score and a little bit of a playmaker uh, come playoff time if they're going to make any sort of noise because this Clay Thompson is not good enough for the Warriors to compete. Yeah, I think just because of the Steph being out and Draymond being out, he hasn't yet had that full experience of being able to be with those three guys. And he's forcing it a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. because he just wants to get into that rhythm. He wants to have one of those clay games where he hits you know, eight or nine threes and just catches a ball and lets it fly. But he doesn't quite have that ability right now. You know, he's sort of the defense is there and he can't really shake them off to get those shots that he likes. So, you know, but that's to be expected as well when you do miss that much time, I think. It's just take some time and, and they need to run back. And Draymond also said, you know, they need some physicality, but Steph doesn't do that. That's not his job. Mm-hmm. So they do. And I mean, honestly, you could make a case that Draymond has lost the last two games for the Warriors here. He got kicked out uh, against the Spurs, which yep. they ended up losing on that one. And then he's the guy who helped off Mo Bamba, gave him a wide open yeah. corner three yeah. to, to lose the game here. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was not going to bring it up. I thought, oh, I'll lay off Draymond. <laughs> hey, he but, said it himself. He said, yeah. even I made a dumb play. Helping off yeah. the corner shooter, right. that was dumb. Yeah. And it was. As Bamba splashed it. So, yes, mm. Magic get the win there, and the Warriors uh, continue to, to lose games here as they looking more and more likely you're getting your wish of the Grizzlies having the number two seed. Yeah. That's for damn sure. And the Warriors should have the three seed, luckily for them. Yeah. Uh, but they're a flow team. That's the, that's the bad part. They just need to be playing with each other. When will it happen? Uh, so that's that's the unfortunate part. How many games are they going to get together? Because they really haven't played a lot together. So, yeah. You know, I want a full-strength Warriors just so we can have a few good series. I don't want injuries. Don't want injuries going to the Western Conference playoffs. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, some news from Shams at The Athletic that the Blazers want to make a serious run at Jeremy Grant. So we can get into that, and we'll hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, welcome back to No Dunks. 
Thank Wait, could you pass me that coffee when it's done? JD's coffee making a cranking. coffee as it rattles away here as we come back for a break. Uh, according to Shams at The Athletic, guys, the Blazers are expected to make a serious run at Jeremy Grant this offseason with a package highlighted by the Pelicans lottery pick acquired in the C.J. McCollum trade last month. <laughs> The pick is expected. Oh my God! Are you thing. fucking okay? No. <laughs> he needs his coffee. Man. <laughs> we'll pass it to him. <laughs> it is done now. <laughs> the pick. <laughs> One coffee coming right uh, up. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> Here we go. Good thing I wore my coffee shop shirt today. Thanks, Trey. <sighs> what a day. Mm. <laughs> I swear, when the weather's dark like this and it's rainy, is like yeah. it really throws everybody. It's full moon, maybe too, right now. Oh, I don't know. Uh, the pick, if anybody's still listening, is expected to fall in the 5 to 14 range, which would allow the pick to be conveyed to the Blazers. However, if the Pels make the playoffs or find a way to sneak into the top four of the lottery, uh, that pick loses significant value because then becomes the Bucks' top four protected pick in 2025. So a little weird here. So anyway... What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you want a coffee? <laughs> I had one I would, actually. I'd like one. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I get I get some. I get seasonal. You know what I mean? You like you order the seasonal blend? No, well, I do order the seasonal blend, but also when when it's rainy out, uh, I get a little groggy. I see what you're yeah, saying. yeah. I'm my mood you, goes with the it's seasons. So dark in here, or because it's so dark outside. I yeah. did make a coffee pre pre show. Hasn't helped. Anyway, um, <laughs> should they trade for Jeremy Grant? Absolutely. This was the idea when they went into the trade deadline. They wanted to build around Damian Lillard, and they retooled to be able to go after free agents. Did they get better at the trade deadline? No, they got worse. They, they went from a starting lineup of Lillard, McCollum, Powell, Covington, and Nurkic to Lillard, maybe Anthony Simons if he starts next season, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, and Nurkic if he comes back. Then they traded Nikhil Alexander-Walker, the best guy that they got in a trade package for an old Joe Ingles, an injured Joe Ingles, and Elijah Hughes, who doesn't play a lot. So their idea is we want to build around Damian Lillard. If we're going to impress Damian Lillard, that ain't it. That, that lineup I just gave you mm-hmm. is not it. Free agency is not going to help them, really. They, just, they don't have... A lot of options in free agency because there's just not a lot of great players. So they have to trade for Jeremy Grant. And this is really, I think, the best way of keeping Damian Lillard happy. I, I don't know of anybody else on the board that's going to keep Damian Lillard happy in terms of free agency. So I think they have to do it uh, via a trade. Again, Lillard's going to become 32. I don't know how this that lineup there is going to work. Will Lillard and Simons even work together? So I think there are a lot of question marks, and I think Jeremy Grant – Definitely, definitely helps uh, make Damian Lillard think that they've got a shot. But first, they got to make this trade. This report's interesting because this isn't like a proposed trade quite yet. I mean, it's they can't trade right now, uh, so it's not like they have Jeremy Grant in their grasps at this point. No, and especially because we don't even know where that Pelicans pick will will land and if it will, you know, where it even is. So it's got to be more though. If you're Lillard, you're not pinning your hopes on Jeremy Grant coming to save the team. I mean, Jeremy Grant's a good player. A good player. But I think he's kind of become one of those ones who's like sort of overhyped because he's an okay shooter, okay scorer, okay defender, doesn't really rebound, doesn't really create all that much. I mean, he's a good player. But (laughs) if you're Damian Little and you're not going, right, finally we've got the Jeremy Grant deal, you need something way more impactful if he believes the Blazers are going to take that next step. But as a... Sure, an extra little complimentary piece. If you can get Jeremy Grant, I like it. He's a veteran. He's 28. He's still young enough. But 
that if I'm Dame Lillard, I'm not like, okay, finally, we're, we're going to be competing. Grant has one year remaining on his deal, though the Blazers could offer him a four-year, $112 million contract extension this offseason if he were to find his way there in a, in a trade for this sort of Pelicans pick. What do you think about this? you like the Blazers making this sort of move if it is just the Pelicans pick and whatever else pieces you need to make it happen? Pretty funny to trade the Pelicans pick back to him, I think. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, but I, I like... Um, I like it. I think this is a good spot for the Blazers because they're also going to keep their own pick. Uh, probably a top five. I think they got the seventh best odds right mm-hmm. now. Who knows what happens on lottery day. So they'll get a young guy who, you know, much like the Warriors, the question will be should they trade that pick as well uh, for something down the line or or even during the summer for, for a veteran to help Lillard. But they could do it getting a veteran in Jeremy Grant. And then also getting a young piece for the future. They've needed a guy like Jeremy Grant for years at this point. So I think the Blazers did a solid job to kind of recover from a team that seemed like it was going nowhere to at least a little bit of a change here. They'll have a decision to make uh, with regards of what to do with Nurkic. But there's a little bit of relationship between Lillard and Jeremy Grant, I guess. They both played on Team USA over the summer. Jeremy Grant, born in Portland. His dad played for Portland. I assume they would give him number 44 like Harvey Grant. And you got a nice set of two-way wings then with him and Josh Hart. Like, that's a decent start to... Mm -hmm. They're looking better, I think, going into next season if they have Jeremy Grant than they did going into this season. Very stagnant coming into 21-22. At least a little forward momentum. And if you've got Lillard there, if you've got a Grant who has some respect around the league, maybe somebody else is like, okay, I could be the fourth starter there. I could be the fifth starter there and help out. Yeah, I I think in principle, if you're keeping Lillard... Cause, and that's a debate to be had too, right? I mean, are we... Like, if you're going to have these draft picks and you're just going to go with these young guys, then I don't really see what the point of keeping Lillard would be at that point. Because it's not like these rookies are going to likely come in and suddenly take the Blazers to a Western Conference Finals or something like yeah. that. Well, okay. Well, it could be... A, if, if it's a great player, like Trey said, like they could be, you know, top four. If it's a great complimentary player to help. Sure, to sure. Help. I, but I do get the idea, like, again, if you're keeping Lillard, he is a smaller, dynamic guard. So surround him with a bunch of switchy, versatile, yeah. three and D like guys. Try that approach, and you know that is sort of a Grant. That's you know somewhat of a heart. I mean, he's a little undersized for that, but he plays hard, and he can obviously rebound. And so I get the like, could they make? Could they get Turner as their center and move off of like Nurkic that way? Um, it makes sense in theory, but you know. Is this enough even for the like the Pistons? Like like the Pistons could also be like, no, we're gonna want a little bit more than that. I'm mm. not sure you're gonna get a ton more. For yeah, Grant. if it's a if it's a number five pick, I think if you're the Pistons, you do it. Sure, I you mean, know, yeah, top ten pick. Yeah, they're they're maybe very happy because they're, they're just thinking, yeah. oh, another bite of the apple to pair with Cade and our young guys and stuff like that. But mm, yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a few working parts, like you said. The pick, their own pick, has to be good. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and they have to get Jeremy Grant to make Damian Lillard happy, and maybe something else. But what do you go like? We talked about Lillard and McCollum. Is is that a good backcourt defensively for the past few years? Obviously, that hasn't worked out. Who's going to start alongside Damian Lillard in the backcourt after Anthony Simons had this incredible run? Is he going to come off the bench again? Uh, is he going to Doubtful. play beside Lillard? So so then if you start Lillard right. and Simons, yeah, it, Hart and Grant makes sense beside those two. But I don't know. I don't know how good it's going to be defensively in the end and the center spot. So it's a big question going into the offseason if you're gonna if you're gonna build a good there's just there's a lot of work in parts still speaking of questions let's hit the beach
Yeah, a little beach stepping. Keep sending your questions in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. Leave them in the YouTube comments below. Is the stream team working now? Apparently, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're beefing with each other, so yeah. Okay. yeah it seems great. like we're back. Okay, awesome. Uh, first one. Hi, no dunkles. Are you playing Wordle? And more importantly, are you playing Purtle? The daily NBA guessing game. If so, can you please lay some ground rules? <laughs> Obviously, this will depend on your level of NBA fandom, but let's set some rules for fans who follow the league daily. Can you look at the silhouette? Can you use the app to check divisions? Can you use the app to check numbers, rosters, or positions? Cheers. <laughs> it's from Ryan in Perth. Hmm. Um, yes, Purtle. We've talked about it before. We were tweeting at it right when it came into uh, existence there, fresh on the heels of the Wordle popularity. Are you still playing Wordle, by the way? No. No? Uh, no. I were you did. ever no, playing Wordle? I, I, the only word I've ever muted from my Twitter timeline is Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't like seeing boxes. No, nah, because at the start it was like someone tweeted and then someone else, and I was, what is that? And then I'm like, okay, get out of here. I don't want to see it. There's some people who sneak it in though still. They don't put the Wordle in their tweet. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking Pirtle, uh, Ryan, and yeah, let's uh, lay some ground rules. I mean, I said this uh, basically the first or second day, or at least I tweeted it. Yeah, no silhouette. Get out of here. Like, that's that's for someone. I mean, the whole point it's is you're trying to use man. your NBA <laughs> knowledge. See, I didn't know that. I thought that was it. Like, I think it was confusing to people yeah. when they first started playing. I thought yeah. it was like, here's the silhouette, because the silhouette doesn't automatically Not all the time. give it away. No. Wait till you see today, so you'll get it right away. Is it you? basically um so yeah no you can't use the silhouette now right what do you mean basically it's you well you'll see it's poku huh (laughs) okay yeah i haven't done it yet (laughs) but i mean it's got to be poku Uh, that skinny head would give it away yeah yes it's either Um, poku or beaker uh (laughs) or me um so silhouette though you're against yeah, if you want to proclaim you're a hardcore, no chance, no way you can do it. I don't know if you're a casual, fine. Sure. Okay. What about checking though? Like especially, divisions? like yeah, divisions is yeah. a good one. Like you're like okay, you know, just divisions, no checking anything else. Can't check anything else. Can't check heights. And, no. I'm you're, with you. Divisions only, because divisions are hard to remember. <laughs> Why division? I love it. Divisions are hard to remember. They don't come up that often. Like you see, you know, for whatever reason, if I play Wordle or if I play Purtle, if I play Wordle, I'm guessing Beans first. If I play Purtle, I'm guessing Kuzma first. Okay. I don't uh, know why. He just seems like a very mid Average. player yeah. to me, yeah, like sure. height wise, number wise. Uh, but like, if you see Kuzma running around out there, you see his jersey number. You can tell basically how tall he is, kind of how old he is based on the swag. But you don't know what division. I is. see. I think you guys, especially being like NBA sickos, you probably know NBA divisions way yeah, more than you think you do. Course. There might be two or three teams where you're like, uh. But I bet you like nail twenty eight out of the thirty. Like no problem. Like who's in the southeast? Come Atlanta, on, yeah, Miami, yeah, Orlando, Charlotte, or, yeah, Orlando, Charlotte. One more, Washington. Washington. There you go. Yeah. Boom! Look at you. No, yeah, southeast. Because yeah. I, I don't. I don't check anything. Because I, my first pick every morning is Fred Van Vliet. I don't know why. I just go with that. <laughs> That's good. Cool. Then you get That's the good. conference. You know, then you sort of can of course. nail in the division the next one. So that's just where I start every day. <laughs> one day it's going to be Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. I'm going to get it right. But uh, yeah, so after I realized that you're not supposed to check, it, check the silhouette, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not checking anything. And sometimes yeah. that does blow up in your face a bit because you're like, God, who's a big for the Orlando Magic who's over 28, but he's uh, under 6 foot 11? You know, you're just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. okay, no, it's very, very no idea. Uh, sometimes we will 
all simultaneously on our computers be playing Pirtle. Uh, and, like, there's a lot of, like, ooh, oh, okay, yeah. And you got very upset the other day because you didn't get it, I remember. Yeah, I can't remember. You came up short. Shake Milton, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's right, it was. I had Furkan, I had oh, yeah, Tyrese Maxey, yeah, a... I had uh, I had someone, Paul Reed or someone like that. Because See, like, that's hard. Yeah, but that's, like, you're, like, then you're just, like, how did I forget Shake Milton? Anyway, that's the joy of Pirtle. There you go. Keep playing Pirtle. I don't know. I'm looking at the silhouette right now I don't think I would have got it right away no that's a, yeah that's that's a good point that's a it's pretty awesome. standard silhouette it's a very dark silhouette. silhouette it's pitch black <laughs> I don't know his earlobes I mean that's the only sizable lobes though yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty big yeah. really if you, it it's funny for some reason I know that photo of course because they're using like the uh, headshots headshot that they take like uh, in, in, in um, preseason and he's got like there's quite the neck on him there He's got to sort of head up a little bit. I can picture the actual photo perfectly. Uh, maybe it's just because people send it to me all the time. I only know the Eastern Conference division. I know everyone in the Eastern Conference, 1 through 15. I know them all. Okay. It's like I, it's like American League and National League Baseball. I only know half. I don't really know the National League. No, I don't really. No, again, I think you're wrong. Task, no, give me the, the Northwest. Divisions. Give me the Northwest. I can't do that. Come on, do it. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, the Nuggets. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah. Got shoved in there. And then uh, the classic Northwest Blazers. team from the oh, middle yeah, of the, the country. Blazers, sure. Blazers, two oh, the more. Wolves. Yeah, one and more. another one, though, from the middle of the middle. They, middle used, of the they used to there. be more Northwestern, yeah. actually. They used to yeah, be this, more. Yeah, back when they played in Seattle. Oh, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I, I don't think of them as Northwest. Bam, I don't think of the five. <laughs> I do an elimination thing, even in the Eastern Conference. I know my Atlantics. You know, my couple, my couple New York teams. It's easy. Then I do the Central, Milwaukee, and all the bad teams, historically bad teams. And then they, oh, you know, whatever's left goes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. That's what I do. So, yeah. All right, Ryan. So no silhouettes. You're allowed to check divisions, even though I bet you know them better than you think you do. And you can't use it for numbers, rosters, positions, because then it's sort of pointless. Oh, that's a nice point. Yeah. Okay. All right, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. What's up, sickos? I was watching the Nets play last week and couldn't help notice that Andre Drummond is a Big ass man. After some quick research, so this is my all NBA big booty team. Oh, big ass man. Yeah. As in just, mm. he's got a big ass. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's also got a big, big ass. ass. <laughs> right. I guess the, the the proper grammar should have been big assed man. As in he has a big <laughs> ass. Anyway, I narrowed it down to Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry in the backcourt. Eric Gordon as a guard slash forward, as he writes. Zion Williamson and Andre Drummond. Who would you select for the All NBA Big Butts team? Love the show and listen daily. Thank you. That's from Pistol Pete. As he signs off, Pistol Pete. Trey, who do you got for your uh, Big Butts team? Well, thanks, Pistol Pete. <laughs> I like Big Butts, and I cannot lie. Uh, honestly, his first team is really, really solid it's here. Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, they're going into the Butts Hall of Fame for sure. <laughs> I'll say Kyle Lowry has surpassed Chris Paul for. Buttage. <laughs> yeah, boost of the league, if you will. Eric Gordon, I don't know, whatever. Zion Williamson, yeah, he's got some mm. trunk, and as does Andre Drummond. So here's a second team for you. Some serious dumpers here. Jaron Jackson Jr., mm. I think, is very bottom heavy. You don't think of it since he's more of a stretch yeah. big, but he really shows it when he's down in the post. Uh, Patrick Williams just returned for the Bulls. He's got a bit of a Kevin Duckworth build. <laughs> Narrow shoulders, big hips. <laughs> Same as me, Patrick. Uh, but yeah, he's got a dumper as well. Uh, George Niang, they call him the minivan. <laughs> that guy looks like he's been sitting in a captain's chair for quite some time. I'm glad you mentioned 
named Elijah Hughes for some reason because I was actually thinking Trent Forrest mm. was the big booty backup guard from the Utah Jazz, but it's actually Elijah Hughes. And then my favorite addition to this has got to be Grant Williams, mm. yeah, aka Buttman. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> nah, 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 yeah. Buttman. Yeah. yeah, that guy's got he got a big ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything to add? Uh, Grant Williams is my uh, one pick there because he's got a, a nice beef. I guess Brad Wanamaker's uh, got some beef there, and Derek Fisher's got to be coaching this team. He had a he had a high big butt. Yeah, you know, cakes. So, yeah, you said Patrick Williams, uh, wide hips. Is that who uh, Gabrielle Union called? or said had childbearing hips last night. She said somebody. I'm sure it wasn't Patrick Williams. Uh, Somewhere on the TNT broadcast, she said someone had childbearing hips. Uh, But yes, uh, Eric Gordon, I mean, uh, all good picks. I think he should be kicked off for Grant Williams. Grant Williams got a start on this team. He's got to be a starter. Yeah, the greatest rump of all time, greatest raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry. (laughs) Seems to be the poster boy. You said said, uh, um, Patrick Williams. I thought Tristan Thompson would be the bull. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yep, that's a really good one. (laughs) Best starting or best big man. He's got a big boost for sure. Um, Was it Bobby Portis? He's, he could be on this could list be. as well, and he would have at least been on the TNT game. Uh, no, that's a good night, call. Yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> uh, speaking of Zion, uh, JD, I think you have the clip. Um, Lee, love to get your take on him throwing down a sick dunk here as he rehabs his foot oh, between the legs off the glass. I mean, holy good. shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like uh, he's been out the entire season and he's had foot injuries. Yeah, he looks like he's recovered. <laughs> You know, I mean, I thought you were saying, "Holy shit, look at the ass on that!" Well, guy. he's got—he's, I mean, he's a big rump fella, but I mean, the athleticism for him to be able to have that spring. Because honestly, I was more concerned that he wouldn't have that same sort of uh, explosiveness. But yeah. to be able to throw that up there, catch it under the legs, and dunk it clean like that—I mean, if you're a Pelicans fan, okay, he's done for this season. Mm-hmm. But man, if he's ready to go next season, he should be. It, worth the wait because uh, wait as in W A I T. But good on him. Looking great out there. Okay. I mean, it's cool. it's been a disastrous season for the Pelicans, but some uh, light at the end of the tunnel there. Anything to add to that clip going around? And it, it's apparently new, too. It's uh, I guess he's... Sure. By by way of the shoes he's wearing in it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I'm go trusting deep. people on the internet. Yeah, they it, would never right? fake yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and he did just post it, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, his post. He can still dunk. Which is good, um, but I'm, I mean, we need to see him play like 75 games in a season. But at least it's encouraging that Zion is in a gym and jumping. Yeah. yeah. And, and also the Pelicans gym, right? Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's actually the Pelicans gym. He's not just rehabbing on his own, so that's cool. He's also, you know, bold enough to do a dunk clip with his shirt off. What was that thing they had around him? Just like a, like a telemetry sort of device around like his it. chest or something like that? Nice. Oh, speaking of dunks, you see what John Morant said? Yes. They get a billion likes on that one post. He'll go in the dunk contest. A billion. <laughs> Should be able to get it. I mean, uh, how many? Well, maybe not. Yeah. But come on, Char. Don't do a slight What's well, the most liked thing ever on <clears throat> ever on Twitter? Not nowhere close to it. Doubt it's a billion. Uh, yeah. It's at like 134,000 now. So I think it's one of the I think it's one of the wordles somebody shared. Uh, oh that got it like in their second guess. Got a lot of. <laughs> right. Lee didn't like it. He didn't see it. No, I didn't see it. I wouldn't have seen it. Uh, <laughs> What about Ella? Is it uh, Ellen? Uh, she used to, but that was like so long ago now. Um, oh. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's passing is oh, uh, so far, yeah. Wow, that's the most? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, wild, well, we need a billion wild. likes to get John Morant in the dunk contest. Everybody get to work. Uh, final one here. Hi, gang. 
Today I found out that Russell Westbrook's three-point shooting percentage since the All-Star break was 9%. Now, this was prior to the Wolves game. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's changed since it then. Has. It's up to 25%. Oh, okay. Well, it was 9%. That is worse than one might have guessed it was. What are some other instances in your life where you expected something to be bad, but the reality is worse than you even imagined? Thanks for all the classics. Cheers. That's from Kaushik. Nice. Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know him. I do. Yeah, I I've met him. Fantastic. Yeah, you did great. meet him. Yes. How do you say Melbourne again? Melbourne. Yeah, you don't... You don't put the R in yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. It's that's right. I just heard it on another podcast the other mm. day. And they, they were saying it even crazier. But I think they were also leaning into a joke, so... Mm. Cool story. This would be a great show. Um, yeah, the question. There was a question there. To you. <laughs> Something worse than I imagined. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I, I watch No Breaks like a day late because I joined a baseball fantasy league and then I heard Trey on no breaks talking about regretting that he joined an mm. F1 fantasy league. Yep. He said he got talked into it. It was a perfect moment. You're watching qualifying right before the first race. Yeah. Everybody's Buzz. pumped. Yeah. Let's and do this. It's easy. You can do it on your phone. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'll but, forget about it by next week, but I'm in right now. Yeah. Same thing for me. Baseball buzz. The buzz was back. I joined a keeper league. The draft was just before uh, the the Trey's no breaks the day before, and uh, I regret it, hundred percent. I regret <laughs> it. It's just it's what's worse than I imagined because I just I don't I knew I didn't know baseball going in, mm-hmm. and I started to imagine myself drafting a tenth, eleventh, twelfth guy with no knowledge about <laughs> the league. Yeah. I mean, that drafting the third, fourth, fifth guy was hard. So I regret it. Uh, I want I want to renounce my. Um, he wants out of the league. I want, I want to buy my team off. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. It's keeper league, so it's serious too. I'm out. I'm out. I really want somebody to take my team. Oh, yeah, you're gonna have to sell your Please team if it's take a keeper it, league. Yeah. Take it. I'll I'll give you anything. Wow. You pay somebody yes. to take the team. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's smart. Is this for money? A league for money? Like yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, who you got? Yeah. Who's on the squad. Not, uh, I don't even know these guys. A, a story. There's oh, a Trevor, yeah, Trevor yeah, story. He just moved, didn't he? He's on the Red Sox. <laughs> hey, we yeah, got Trevor yeah, story. Yankees thought they were getting him. I got a story. You got a story. Got a story. <laughs> I, got ju- I got Justin Morneau, Yvonne Rodriguez. Justin Morneau. <laughs> Canadian, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah Minnesota. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Sandberg. He's still in Minnesota. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just naming old guys. Got a Hoss ah, Raber. Ah. Ricky Ray. Oil Can Boy. Oh, it's Robbie Ray. Damn it. Oh. All right. So you're not feeling good. I'm about, out. But you'll probably win, won't you? Because maybe, it'll be like, you just maybe. randomly picked half your team. Alejandro Kirk. <laughs> oh, cool. He's good. What's He's the team swinging a hot bat in preseason, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a spring, spring training? Spring training. Spring training, yeah. yeah. When's this start? When, for, for real, for real. April 5th. I don't know. When's we, when are we start? I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, you're not out. We're starting I'm no bunts. Get Ryan Sessions on for that one. There you go. All right. Uh, great questions. <laughs> Anyone else have an answer to that? Yeah, I saw today that uh, Sean Marion was trending oh, on yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Former NBA player Sean Marion joined a space to debate which player would have been the greatest of all time if they had more help. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a ridiculous discussion. I got suckered into an MJ versus LeBron discussion in a group chat yesterday. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be... Sean Marion defending LeBron, being like, LeBron is the greatest player of all time. And part of his argument is going to be, I shut down LeBron. Is kind of what I thought it was going to be. Like, this guy is the greatest because I had to guard him. Is what I thought it was going to be. 
But what it turned out to be is Sean Marion basically just yelling at random people on Twitter for not respecting Sean Marion's jump shot because he averaged 20 and 10 when yeah, he was yeah. playing and also sick my duck is what he was just yeah. screaming. He was just raging, man. This is so worth finding this clip. Sean Marion with an open mic. Oh, yeah. He goes in. Oh, yeah. He yeah. goes we had, in. We had the honor of uh, talking to the Matrix on a, on a Top Shot Hot Boy stream. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. He's, Uncensored. He's, he's blue. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and this clip is amazing. I've right? heard the clip, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> to me, I think he's more offended because people have said it's always been an ugly shot. But it was, he was an efficient shooter. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that they didn't go in. It was just like, But he, he's saying everybody just gets hung up on my... Shot. My, the, my yeah. look of my shot yeah, yeah. but look at what else I did yeah. and I was on winning team he like at one point says I have one of the greatest winning percentages <laughs> yeah. of all time yeah, yeah. top five in Phoenix Suns history yeah. the truth is he's spitting a ton of facts he was an incredible yeah. player probably didn't get the love uh, he deserved at the time and maybe since and he's letting the people know mm-hmm. I mean we've debated before like is he going to make a the lot Hall of, times, of Fame yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sick my duck he'll be saying at the Hall of Fame yeah. every team he went to he, uh, he, he he tried to fit in and make them better and uh, yeah, that's what he's saying yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that he's blue and that he's also an ambassador for the league. He's always yeah. one of the faces of, you know, <laughs> he's, he's there. Just get him on a Twitter space, let him roll. Yeah. Yeah. It's, rip shot. Seek out that clip. It's, it's a good, good two minutes, basically, I don't know, a minute and a half, two minutes Sick of uh, yeah. the Matrix. It just stops dead, on. too, and he's still going. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I love, you can see, uh, because it's a Twitter spaces, yeah. people dropping like the yeah, yeah, clapping yeah. emoji, Cla- laughing emoji. Cry- yeah, so, so good. Uh, all right, keep your questions coming, guys. Do you have an answer for that one, Lily? Uh, well, I do. Uh, you know, Guy Ritchie's first two movies were bangers, Lock, Stock, and Snatch. His third one yeah. was swept away with Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is bad. And before I had seen it, I remember people saying, no, it's bad. It got panned by the critics. But I'm like, Guy Ritchie's batting a 1,000 right now. It can't be that bad. It cannot be that. Madonna as well. You are not wrong, man. You are not wrong. That's a good answer. Madonna is not a brilliant actress, but she's, you know, she's a big name. She has acted. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's just like everything he touches turns to gold. Oh, God. God, it was awful. One of the worst movies I have ever seen. Okay, hold on. It is. <laughs> it is. Relax. Can no, you give it, me the, the act- synopsis of it? Like, so it? it's like a shipwreck, right? And she's like this high roller, and then she gets shipwrecked <laughs> with this, like, um, uh, he's like a, a, a worker on the ship. <laughs> but he's like, well, there's no, you know, your power and your money can't, they're on the island together, can't really do anything now. You have to oh, be my okay. slave. So it's sort of a reversal of fortunes, and it's just... Yeah, it's just her acting is terrible in it. The story is stupid. And uh, Guy Ritchie directed it. It's the things you do for love, man. Yeah. Oh, they were they, together, yeah. Yeah, they, they were. Uh, I don't know if they were married or not then, but they were certainly together. Yeah, they were uh, together. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was so bad. Don't watch it. Did but watch it, it to watch you it. You saw it in theaters or did uh, you rent it? I don't remember where I saw it, actually. <laughs> I probably saw it in a theater, I suppose. Wow. Five percent currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy crap! This might be the worst movie of all time. Critics' consensus muddled and lacking the political context of the original. Swept away offers further proof that Madonna can't act. Oh, (laughs) it's a remake. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. All right. right. Film session. (laughs) (laughs) Fun one. Yeah. Uh, My answer for this was uh, media related as well. Winning time. Ugh. Awful. 
You're out. <laughs> I'm out. Well, I'm in because Jackson <laughs> wants to watch it, and he's like, uh, "Let's." You want to watch Winning Time? I'm like, "Okay," but it's it it's so bad, man. It hasn't like gotten it's better, it's yeah. actually bad, and I can't under I can't understand what people love about it. the The mixing of the media's like the fucking different, <laughs> the crappy video that they cut to. It's completely unnecessary. And it just makes it bad. It's distracting. And it's boring. It's a boring show about one of the most exciting times in basketball. I, I can't stress how much I hate it. And I was not I, – I, I was expecting to be disappointed after seeing uh, Don't Look Up. I mean, you know. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> it, I wish I could disagree with you, JD, but I haven't even sucked out uh, episode three yet at this point. It's yeah. like, it definitely fell behind Gilded Age. On the list of things to watch, it's like oh. I'm not I'm not in a hurry. Maybe I'll dip in at the end of the season. I think but, that's uh, what I'm gonna do too. I haven't watched it yeah. since the first episode. Which I watched sort of two, says but three. I was like, well, I guess I missed Winning Time. I said to Laura, I was like, oh, I also want to watch Winning Time. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea. Even though we had watched the two previous episodes, not leaving mm-hmm. an impression. Except for everybody is very mad that this isn't 100 historically accurate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that part's weird. Yeah, like, come on, man, you're doing Jerry West wrong. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry West cares. I think so. So he's upset about it? I hope uh, not. Because they say he's never mad. He's not that mad. <laughs> Don't make him that mad. Him, yeah. Yeah. And Pat Riley came in, and that's the most interested I am. That's the most interesting character to me. Yeah. But it's just like, especially when you know what's going to happen, right? Like you, it's just so tedious to watch it just plod along. And it's like, can we get to some basketball? This is me talking. <laughs> wow. Can we like see some basketball and talk about like uh, how they're anyways, whatever the, it's the making of a dynasty, but Oh my God, it's the most frustrating thing to watch on TV right now. All right. Well, let's hear if the stream team, everybody listening to the podcast later agrees with JD. Are you watching winning time? Are you enjoying it? Or are you, uh, Agree that's a bit of a slog to get through. Like I'm surprised you're not watching it. Yeah, so am I. This is right in your but, wheelhouse. Because uh, <laughs> I planned on watching it, but hearing the reviews, I'm like, Uh-oh. I might not now because uh, could be a, it could be a real swept away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ironically, they two was kind of linked, aren't they? You know, in, in that sense, you know, swept can be used in the Lakers <laughs> oh, wow. stuff like that. <laughs> hey, just quickly, by the way, the top eight tweets of all time. Most of them are sort of politically related. Yeah. Number nine tweet of all time, most liked tweet, Macaulay Culkin from a couple of years ago. Hey, you guys want to feel old i'm 40 you're welcome great tweet macaulay <laughs> is that tweet of the night sure all right no 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 Jamie, great, we, gotta take, we gotta take a break that was a good macaulay back right there. <laughs> uh, let's take our final break and then finally wrap up this shit show don't go anywhere discover the latest collections from david yerman as seen recently styled on basketball stars like jaime jaquez jalen green d'angelo russell and others David Yurman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yurman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back in the Classic Factory. Let's get to a little Tweet of the Night. Yep, yep, here it comes, here it comes. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, ah. Yes, Tweet of the Night. Let's get right to it. Uh, it's a great day. Well, oh, oh, maybe I should see myself. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, great day. It's a great day when I wake up and it's... Uh, it's <laughs> It is a, been a terrible day, but it is a, it is nice when I wake up and I have Twitter the night yeah. and Skeets has slid into my DMs and he oh, just yeah. bless, let put it right in my lap. Uh, so here it is. It's really simple. It's from a guy named Corbin Smith, and it's a poll. Can Batman dunk? I mean. It's a, that's a great question. It's a pretty fun debate in the uh, comment oh, section of the tweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, my instinct says no because he can barely move. Like he's like <laughs> he, you know, he's got no range of motion. Right. And I'm just trying to remember if I've ever seen him jump. You mean well, like like not off a building? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him. Yes. Without his like, uh, what do you call that thing? The, a bat hook? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're talking no gear. Yeah. Right. Just, I mean, he's tall. They they say Batman's six two, right? He's six two. Not bad. But if he's in his Batman stuff, like mm, the, heavy. can Bruce Wayne dunk? I yeah. guess that is, <laughs> that's a question. But could LeBron dunk if he was wearing the Batman costume? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, with the cape and everything. And <laughs> I mean, Dwight yeah. did it with a cape and uh, oh, please, that was the smallest Victor cape. Victor Oladipo ever. was it? Uh, dunked yeah, I, in the Black Panther mask, or maybe he missed that dunk. I don't remember. Was that well, it? you make a good point. Cole Anthony, how tall is Cole Anthony? He's like 6'2", six 6'3", six yeah. right? Yeah. He had the big boots on. He just he? dunked in boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Batman wore Air Jordan 6s in the first <laughs> Batman movie, so he's got yeah. an advantage there. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think one of the problems would be not being able to bend his neck, like, to look up at the, right. the hoop would be a problem. Um, flexibility, certainly a concern. But I did vote yes for Batman can dunk on yeah. his pole. I'd be disappointed if he couldn't dunk because I think that would sort of be like not that impressive if he's like he can beat the shit out of like 10 guys at once but he can't just dunk it. I put no because I just don't think he plays basketball. I don't think he's got any touch. I think he's uh, botching layups so he's not even coming close to dunking in my opinion. That's a good It's a good point because I like did Google s- yeah. Batman playing basketball and there there's lit the this picture that I put on the background <laughs> and there is one time in the comics where he attended a basketball game, game the Gotham Knights he went there on a date cool. who was very disappointed that he I, with the seats I think I, oh. she was disappointed with the seats like they were nosebleeds apparently but uh, what? yeah I Bruce know Wayne's Bruce, a billionaire I know yeah. I know was he but he was Bruce Wayne at the game well, Batman didn't take a woman on a date. Okay, well, I don't know. But so, yeah, I don't think I don't think he can. Yeah, I mean, he's got no touch. Can he jump? I don't think he needs touch. I think he's just got to be smart enough to be able to run and jump off one foot. 
Yeah. And that's it. He's not going to be one of those dummies during a break in, in an NBA game that dribble when they have to go lay it up. Just hold the ball and then go lay it up. Okay. Like he's smart so enough to run. From a standing position, he can't dunk, but a, you know, a couple good steps. Well, can he jump? Can he jump? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. That's the only real yeah. question. I mean, he to should me. be able to. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a trained ninja, isn't he? Like, yeah. well, he'll probably do a backflip dunk. He's got to be able to get up. I mean, it is 10 feet. And it's a full ball. <laughs> He's got to get up to 10 and a half feet. Can he get that high? It'd be hilarious if he turned up to an all-star weekend. They said, look, Batman's going to dunk. And he went up and sort of Clay thompson did. You know, like he sort of jammed yeah. it on the rim and fell on his back. See, that's what I think. I yeah. think he can dunk a tennis ball. Mm. And I, I think he'd struggle with a ball. I used to be able to dunk a tennis ball. So, you know, I guess I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Jason Concepcion chimed in. Oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, he... He is an authority on all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, he said no, but as with fighting Superman, which he did and beat Superman, given enough time to plan, yes. Okay, interesting. So he, if you just handed it to him, <laughs> go dunk this. Batman, he's probably going to struggle, but Jake says you give him time. He's going to take it serious. He's yeah, going to be Trey fair. Kirby training right. for uh, the the no dunks or the starters uh, dunk contest. Yeah. You know where you're practice and you you figure it out. Um, so, but yeah, I think I'm a yes. Uh, I I just pulled. Up, I never actually clicked the the results of the poll. I, I think it was yes, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yes. It went yes by sixty four point two percent. So. I guess the people have spoken. Yeah, Orban A. Smith, great tweet. Just like their brother, really stirring the pot. Stephen A. Smith. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just like the now picture, like based off of uh, Jason's tweet, Concepcion's tweet, um, like Batman in jump soles, like he's Kramer yeah. in Seinfeld, like just like really <laughs> yeah. putting in work. Yeah. But then people say, well, you can't use those though. You've got to jump off your own shoes, normal shoes. I don't no, think he's people. Training. I, he's training in the training jump soles. Jump soles. Right. Don't you remember the jump soles? Yeah, I Kramer? remember. I remember. Them, yeah, but yeah. you weren't dunking in those. That was yeah, just a picture. Okay. I'm just saying, if Cavs Batman goes out in those, <laughs> yeah, he can't dunk in those. No, like, no, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but people would also say, take the cape off too. I think the cape's giving you some extra boost. You know, oh, Jason thinks it's weighing on. Uh, it would that's definitely. A, would, but but would isn't help. he supposed to be? He can glide, so maybe. Yeah, but that's if he like jumps off, like jumps off a building, and then it has time to in, inflate, and then mm. he basically falls. It's like a parachute. It's not. Mm. Okay, so you okay. were yes, JD, that he can, Batman can dunk. I'm with uh, I'm with uh, Jason Concepcion. <laughs> okay, I, I given think, time, yes. given time, time yes, I think he could figure it out. Yes. Okay, Trey, you're. Uh, I'm yes. Okay, Lee. Yes. You are. Uh, I'm a no because if no, it was no. All right, it yeah well he would train he would train because if this was the a scene in a comic or a movie he would get uh, hatch or he would he would get hitched off the bat and then he would train and mm. be able to dunk it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay you're writing the whole comic book well, right now. I mean this is the <laughs> like this, this is the first scene. Kapow. This is the first scene. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hear from everybody out there. Can Batman dunk? Great tweet there from uh, Steven's brother. <laughs> uh, uh, pick up results. Last night, Hawks. Ha-ha! Knicks in MSG. Atlanta was only favored by one and a half. That line started moving after the Randall news. This brought to you by BetMGM, of course. We had three of us taking ATL. Myself, Tass, and Trey. That's a big W for us as uh, the Hawks swung that game in a hurry and covered quite easily. Lee took the Knicks. Must have been feeling good for about I don't know, three quarters and change. Uh, not really ever, actually. Oh, boy. Not with a, a, a Knicks team, no. No, okay. No. Well, yeah, you got the loss. You're three games back here. 
I'm mathematically still in it. You are. You are the Knicks. I mean, you are the Knicks. You're, you're in it. You're in it. Um, but tonight's game, I would say, is very important mm. for you to gain a game on one, two, or three of us. So uh, what's tonight's game we're picking from? Well, the best team in the league against everyone's sweetheart team. I guess second sweetheart. It's the Phoenix Suns versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. The line... Only a tiny one and a half, just like yesterday's line. The Timberwolves are at home, getting that tiny line. So Skeets is the only one that believes Minnesota will either lose by one or win this game outright, while Trey, Lee, and myself think the Suns got it. So this is a big game. This is this is a big one because Lee can jump up and you know get a game on you, Skeets. Why do you think the Wolves are going to take care of business against the best team in the league? I mean, I think what I start doing at this point in the season is because of matchups, you're like... Does this mean more to Team X mm. than it means more mm. to Team Y? Mm. It sure should mean more to Minnesota. In Minnesota, I imagine that place is going to be going crazy with Phoenix coming in here. But the Suns, you know, like they, they're like they just like, at this point, like, wrap yourself in bubble wrap and nobody get injured. Like, keep playing well and keep, you know, they're going to crack 60 wins here. But I just think the Wolves got a little more to play for. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll get this victory tonight. But I was surprised I was the only one taking Minnesota. We'll see. I got, I got that one point there sort of to play with. Maybe we get like a Booker <laughs> game winner or something like that, and I still cover the point. You never know, Tess. You never know. You never know. All right, let's call it there, guys. Wow. What a show. Was it a classic? <laughs> I, I don't know. Unforgettable show. <laughs> Definitely. We're talking about this show. That's true. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Dollar a month for up to six months for new subscribers. Take advantage of that. Get your nodunks merch over at nodunks.com. We got a new t-shirt coming very, very soon that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. We've been sharing it on our social media channels, which you should follow. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Till tomorrow, we'll be back here in the Classic Factory at 10 a.m. Eastern to talk hoops. A lot of games on tonight, so we'll see you then. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, back to the Batman. Back to the Batman real quick. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart in the stream team writes, Desmond Bain can dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people.